Good morning, church. I would like to welcome you to our family worship service at the Salvation Army in Steubenville on our Easter Sunday service. Um, once again, unfortunately, we're not able to meet in person, but um, I know that uh, even though we're only virtual, where two or three are gathered, he is in the midst. Um, today, I'd just like to uh, once again say it is Easter. Um, you know, some people, they, they love Christmas, but uh, Easter is the time that I love the most. Um, to remember and to be reminded um, even more of God's mercy and grace and what he did for us by sending his son and his son, Jesus, uh, dying on a cross and uh, for you and for me. Um, anyways, I don't want to get into preaching right now, but uh, let's open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, uh, for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Father, I pray that you will uh, be with us today, that you will help us to have a wonderful worship service, that we will be able to, uh, Father, to honor you with our words and our actions. Lord, may our hearts be pure and focused on you today. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to uh, have an Old Testament reading, and it is from Isaiah chapter 53. Once again, it's Isaiah chapter 53, and I'll be reading out of the NIV. Who has believed our message, and to whom? Has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his words, by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And who can speak of his des descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of 
of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide, divide the spoils with the strong. Because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Transgressors. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. We are going to uh, listen to a song. Um, if you feel led, please uh, sing with us. Uh. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the Desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is
of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible, inexpressible, and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. 
Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, searching intently and with the greatest care. Amen. We're going to uh, listen to one more song, and it's called Resurrecting. I think that uh, it fits very well to today's uh, topic and theme. Um, so I pray that you will uh, sing along. I don't know if this is a new one for you, but uh, listen to the words as uh, it plays. And uh, look and think. keep thinking of Easter and uh, the hope that Jesus brings. Sing with us. Well, today...
of Jesus' resurrection. It comes the third day after Jesus' crucifixion. Easter follows a period of fasting called Lent, in which many churches set aside time for repentance and remembrance. Lent begins on Ash Wednesday and ends on Good Friday. The day of Jesus' crucifixion the 40-day period was established by Pope George I using the 40-day pattern of Israel, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus' time in the wilderness. Easter is very significant date within Christianity and the foundation of Christian faith. Jesus the Son of God fulfilled prophecy and through his death has given the gift of eternal life in heaven. To those who believe in his death and resurrection, um, we could uh, read the uh, entire biblical account of the resurrection day in uh, Matthew chapter 28 or Mark 16, or Luke 24. But today, we are going to talk about hope and where we can find hope in a world that seems to be so hopeless. As I said, I love Easter time, and it can be a time of rededication, as we said, that we know Jesus, believing that he died on a cross for you and me and rose again three days later, to have an empty tomb, to be uh, not seen as dead. He conquered death. He conquered sin for you and for me. Today, we'll be able to see uh, in this passage in First Peter, um, hope in three different ways. Our first way that we're going to look at is hope in new birth. And this is in verse 3. So if you have your scripture handy, it says, 
Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As you can see here, we have a new birth. Just as Jesus lived his life here on this earth, he was born at Christmas time as we celebrate, and he lived a life, 33 and a half years. He had his ministry and his life here on this earth to show us how we need to live our lives. And now he shows us how there's life after death. We have this hope. We have a supporting scripture here. If you uh, turn to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, and I'll be reading out of the NIV. Um, it it is, agrees and it goes with this uh, that we must be born again. You know, as our, as our Christian faith, one of the first things is, is we have to realize we have to be born again. Again, I'll be reading out of John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. And it says this. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can somebody, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. As I said, Jesus here is having this discussion with Nicodemus, which is a Pharisee, which should know the law and know things, but he was searching the truth about Jesus. And Jesus shared with him to inherit heaven, to have eternal life, you must be born again. And we're going to talk about, and we're going to read here in chapter 28 of Matthew of the account of the resurrection. It's Matthew 28, verses 1 through 7, we're going to read. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, 
and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. As I said, we have hope. In our first one, hope in born again. You know, Jesus, he died physically on a cross for you and me, for our sins. As scripture tells us, he sinned not once, not a thought, not, not an action, not a word. Jesus was pure, pure as the lamb. As we read in Isaiah 53, it foretold of Jesus' death and resurrection. Even in the Old Testament, Jesus was pure and sinless. But he died for you and for me. For our sins held him there. Because he chose a life of sacrifice. So because he died physically, we are able to die for our sins. We are able to ask for forgiveness. We are able to come to God and ask God to forgive our sins. And to sin no more. Where we make mistakes, but we don't deliberately go out sinning anymore. We seek God's will in our life. We pray to God daily. We read his word. We are born again. There's a new person. In the Bible it says, uh, the old is gone and the new has come. You know, we must be born again. And in that, we have hope. We have hope in a world that is so dark and so many things going wrong each and every day that we can't even understand or we can't even believe when we turn on the news. We have the assurance, the hope that if we are born again, we have that hope. Well, secondly, I'd like to look at uh, hope in our inheritance. Um, not only a new self in Christ, but also we inherit what Jesus has because we are a child of God. We're going to look at verse uh, 4 of our scripture. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. As I said, we have hope in our inheritance. And we can think about our home in heaven. We can think about no more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering. I don't have to wear glasses in heaven. I'll be able to see and my eyes 
eyesight won't be fuzzy. Um, I'll be able to run without any pain in my knees. Um, so many of us, we can think about it. And us that know Jesus, we know that he's the mighty healer and the physician that can take all sickness and pain away. So we can know for sure when we get to heaven that we have this inheritance. But it doesn't end there. No, it doesn't end there. We have the inheritance of the power of God in us. Jesus said to his disciples, I must leave so that one can come that is greater than I. He is sending the Holy Spirit to live in you and in me. Once we've asked God to forgive us our sins and truly repent, then Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, to help us here on this earth. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't have to wait for eternity. We have the power of God guiding us, guiding us and keeping us safe. I'm going to read some uh, verses here in Ephesians chapter 1. I'll be reading uh, Ephesians chapter 1, 7 through 10, and 13 and 14, and 18 through 23. So please follow along. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that has lavished, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ to be put in effect where the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Skipping down to 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. He promised the Holy Spirit. He, er, who is a deposit, guaranteed, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, God's possession, to the praise of his glory. Skipping down to 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, in his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when we raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet 
and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. As I said, we have hope in our inheritance. We inherited not only heaven, but we inherited God's spirit in us to guide us, to protect us, and to help us. Lastly, I want to look at hope in salvation. We can look at verse 9 of 1 Peter, our passage today. Look in verse 9 for this one. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. That, that's what I love about Easter. As I said, this reminds us what we can have through Jesus Christ and that what we will have in eternity. We're going to look at Revelations chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, and Revelations 22, 16 through 17. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night. He has hurled, he has hurled down, they triumphed, over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. I want to stop there for a minute. The Bible tells us those that love their life will lose it, and those that willingly give their life will gain life eternal. Finishing our Revelations, verse 17, uh, 16 and 17 in Revelations 22, it says this. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the, this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of water, the water of life. As I said, salvation. We have hope in our salvation. We've talked about three different ways we have hope. As I said, there's many ways we can turn on the TV, we can scroll through Facebook, we can our news feeds, we can see a hopeless situation in this world. Whether you're fighting sickness or poverty or whatever you're facing, you could always look for the negative in them and you can see nothing but pain and despair. But today I choose to see hope. 
Today, I hope you choose to see hope, to see hope in a new birth, to see hope in our inheritance, and to see hope in our salvation. In conclusion, we live in this world, and in this world, it doesn't show the true hope. Yes, it's true. There are things that can give us temporary security, temporary peace, temporary happiness. But we have, but we have to find the true hope through Jesus Christ, through what he did many, many years ago on a cross. He died for us, willingly died for us laid in a tomb, and on the third day he rose again. That triumph over death, over sin, over Satan, over everything that is bad, Jesus conquered over that. There's a song I liked um, that my wife actually, Pastor Angie, she uh, uh, listened to it first, and she loves Carmen. I'm sure most of you have heard of Carmen. But he had a song called uh, Champion. And I love how one part of the song goes. And I'm going to read you the lyrics. I'm not going to sing it, so you don't have to worry about your ears uh, bleeding um, or going deaf. So just uh, listen to the lyrics of this part of the song called The Champion. And it's by Carmen. The Ten Count would proclaim the battle's end. Then Satan trembled through his sweat in unexpected horror. Yet, as God started to count by saying, Ten. Hey, wait a minute, God. Nine. Stop. You're counting wrong. Eight. His eyes are moving. Seven. His fingers are twitching. Six. Where's all the light coming from? Five. He's alive. Four. Oh, no. Three. And yet, two. Oh, yes. One. He has won. He has won. He's alive forevermore. He is risen. He is Lord. He has won. He has won. He's alive forevermore. He is risen. He is Lord. Proclaim the news in every tongue through endless ages and beyond. Let it be voiced from mountains loud and strong. Captivity has been set free. Salvation brought for you and for me. Cause Satan is defeated. And Jesus is the champion. As I said, today is Easter. Today is a celebration of hope and of promise. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's very easy to do. You don't have to say a special prayer. You don't have to do anything special. All you have to do 
just talk to God. Just to say, Lord, please forgive me. I am a sinner. Please be my Lord and Savior. That's all he wants. That's all you have to do is to take that first step. I think of the prodigal son, how he started back and the father ran to the son. That's what God does for you and for me. So please, uh, today, take time to talk to God. And if you're right, if your life is not right, I pray that you get it right. If you're if you're looking at doom and despair, I pray that you will stop and that you will look to Jesus for that hope that we need through a new birth, through our inheritance, and through salvation. I'd like to wish you all a happy Easter once again. Okay, our benediction today comes from the Salvation Army Songbook 1041. This, this is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend, whose love is as great as his power and knows neither measure nor end. Tis Jesus, the first and the last, whose spirit shall guide us safe home. We'll praise him for all that is past and trust him for all that's to come. Amen. We look to uh, seeing you soon. We're hoping that our county goes orange for a couple weeks, and then once it does, we will be glad to open our doors and welcome our church family home. Um, what a time that will be also as we... Uh, worship together and uh, just until then we are praying for you and we love you and we can't wait to see you again. God bless.